Off-premise is clearly important because the consumer is changing. Unlocking the door at 11 o'clock and hoping people will find a way in just doesn't work anymore. Doing catering is not a project. Doing catering is a way of life. Ten years ago, it was fairly simple and straightforward to run a restaurant. Today, it is very, very complicated. Welcome to episode one of the Takeout, Delivery, and Catering Show. I'm your host, Valerie Killifer. In this episode, we will give you a little background on myself and my co-host, Earl Dardick, and why we are here creating this show for restaurant operators. For more than 20 years, I've worked as a journalist and strategist for the food service industry. More recently, I have focused on the off-premise paradigm shift, working with restaurants on business initiatives and creating quality content focused on the off-premise industry best practices. Today and in every episode, joining me is my co-host Earl Dardick, CEO of the Monkey Group of Companies, including Monkey Media Software, the Catering Institute, and Catering Insights. Earl also is the author of Get Catering and Grow Sales, a strategic perspective for the multi-unit restaurant executive. Hi, Earl. Hey, Valerie. How are you today? I'm doing very well. How are you? Excellent. I'm really excited to be here. I'm really looking forward to uh, the series that we're putting together here. So why don't we get started with actually how you got into this business? And I know you have a background as being an entrepreneur from a very early age. So kind of talk us through your journey. You bet. Well, thanks for that, Valerie. So, you know, I'm meeting the listeners here today, 20 years into a journey that I've had in the food service uh, industry. Uh, specifically, my my history goes back as a restaurant operator myself. I used to have a deli in Vancouver, British Columbia, going back into the mid-90s. And when I bought this deli, it was distressed, actually. The deli was going out of business, and it had a very strong retail uh, business. And, and uh, the, the owner of the deli at that time uh, was really challenged with really trying to grow this operation. So I knew there was a good business there, and being an entrepreneur, I dove in, and it was my entry into the food service space, and I acquired the assets of Tony's Deli uh, around 1996. In the process of, of doing that and acquiring the deli, we began the strategy of how we're actually going to fix the economics of the deli. And catering really surfaced up as an opportunity for us that uh, we were not leveraging and so we began this journey where we started to develop programs and products and services that were really focused on getting orders out the back door. And that was essentially the birth of really what became the strategy. And over a period of about five years of that, really uh, built Tony's into a powerhouse, which really was 50% of it was off-premise, 50% was on-premise. And the very unique part of my story was while this was happening, there was a little uh, web animation company upstairs in my building called monkeymedia.net. And there was a developer in that, uh, in that office, uh, one, one fellow, and uh, he used to come down to Tony's and basically grab all of his snacks and coffees and, and oat fudge bars. And we would basically talk about this business. And what was unique for me was as an operator, I was running a point of sale system in the front of my restaurant. But my catering and my delivery operation was not uh, working through point of sale. And so essentially, we created all these manual systems to be able to uh, include spreadsheets and distribution systems and, and, and production systems together in the back end of Tony's Deli. And this web developer and I started to work on these concepts from the back end and focused on the operations of takeout, delivery, and catering for Tony's Deli. 
We did that in a, in a, uh, in a web-based environment at that time, if everybody remembers. Uh, the internet was static web pages. There were no applications at that time. And over a period of about five years, while building Tony's into this powerhouse, we had built this web-based platform that was really focused on not only the e-commerce transaction, but we really built an entire uh, really ERP system for what was order fulfillment. So we were doing things early on like running a call center. We had salespeople. Uh, all of our production, all of our deliveries were baked into this application. And we had essentially by 2001 moved our entire off-premise operation into a cloud-based environment where our customers were interacting through e-commerce in real time along with our team that was doing the order fulfillment. And that really became the magic of Tony's Deli. And of course, my journey continued on as I started to show people in the restaurant space what I was doing. Today, we're a team of 38 people and uh, we support more than 8,000 restaurants with our solution. And what's really important and really interesting for me is that the things that you had to do in your business every single day to make this business work. That became the birth of the Catering Institute, which is really my higher calling. It's the work that I really love to do. And it's tied directly to our mission statement in our company, which is we help restaurant operators grow sales and increase profits by educating them to become experts at feeding their customers where they live, work, and play. And so everything we do in our organization today is geared around the education of food service operators around their takeout delivery and catering programs. And it's a very exciting time. Uh, we love what we do. And uh, this show really is all about hopefully providing transparency into that strategy. Yeah, well, based on the, the story and the conversations that you and I have had over the years, it really did involve a shift, a strategic shift in not only probably your own thinking, but in the operations of Tony's Deli and how that shift would apply to restaurant brands moving forward, especially as they um, looked at um, catering, takeout and delivery. Would you say so or, or what are your thoughts on that? You know, for me, Val, it's always been about the strategy. So for me, uh, you know, it's hard to know where it exactly begins and ends, but it's, I'm fascinated that in this time, uh, where we're sitting here in 2018 and we're watching this on-demand world unfold in front of us where technology companies uh, are being funded through uh, venture capital, private equity firms who are raising billions of dollars that are pouring into our space from a technology perspective. And it fascinates me uh, at how our industry, uh, from an operations perspective, is not caught up to what these technology companies are actually doing. So when you look at these third-party marketplaces, third-party delivery companies, everybody thinks it's about delivery. Mm -hmm. If we roll the clock back just a few years ago, everybody thought it was about online ordering. You remember that? Yeah, I do. You, right? And yeah. before that, it was gift cards. And before that, it was coupons. And these things come and go. And the reason they come and go is because it's they're not fundamental to the business strategy because what restaurant operators and food service operators have to get their minds wrapped around is in fact, they have to adjust and invest in their operations. There's functional areas that are required in their organization that they have to make investment into those areas to actually figure out what the programs are so that they can manufacture and distribute at scale. And so many, I'm fascinated today that many of the restaurateurs I'm speaking with, whether you're an independent or a chain, there's a lot of confusion. People are getting lost in the landscape. Uh, you've got very powerful technology companies with a lot of funding who are buying bus ads and buying billboards and buying television commercials and going at the consumer. 
And it's, it's a fascinating time. And it's not unreasonable to think that the largest restaurant companies in the world very soon may not be restaurants. They might actually be technology companies. And I, I just look forward to talking more with you about that. Yeah. Well, for restaurants, I know, um, and based on your point about, you know, at one point, at one time it was loyalty. Um, so let's talk about the business logic behind um, catering, takeout and delivery, because each of these three are not, um, you know, they're not the shiny objects that some of the other um, things that we've seen have been um, that restaurant operators are chasing. There actually is business logic around it. There's strategy around it. There's um, you know, big decision-making behind it. So um, for our audience, um, can we distinguish between the three and how they apply? Yeah, well, we, we certainly we're going to attempt that in the next 18 episodes. There's, yeah. a, there's, a, big, there's a big discussion to have here. Yes, it is. But let, let me start with a summary idea, okay? For many years, uh, if we go back, if we roll back in the history of channels in food service, if we go back to the 1940s, you know, 1930s, let's roll back almost 100 years ago, uh, the restaurant industry was made up of independent operators. These were people that really were in their homes offering food to the travelers, to the workers, people working on the trains during the period of industrialization. And, um, you know, the restaurant industry was born. And during that process, uh, as time advanced, we sort of hit the mid-60s, and then we had the advent, uh, you know, of franchising started to show up. And, of course, you know, McDonald's was key to that. They were, you know, Ray Kroc was a visionary, uh, and he had this idea that basically that we could we could essentially uh, replicate and scale the process if we actually built systems and we sold these systems to operators who had a vested interest in actually running their own businesses, and that was then the next generation. And then as we approached the 1970s, uh, things started to happen. It was like, you know, drive through at the very beginning was a channel. And it was basically an idea that came out of the boardroom at McDonald's. It was basically, uh, you know, hey, let's put a hole in the wall. And, and everyone thought, you know, Ray was crazy and the executive team at McDonald's was crazy. Drive through, who's going to drive their cars? Who's going to want to pick up orders at a window? But sure enough, they tried it and they did it. And of course, as that happened, uh, drive-through took off. And here's what's really interesting is as these innovators, these channel innovators, we'll call them, started to really look at markets and the market started to come and, and uh, consumer behavior started to shift, that's when the supply chain came in and they came in behind and they started to innovate and they started to come up with ideas that would essentially uh, be able to help accelerate these channels. And so technology was then brought into drive-through. And then operators started to understand, wait a minute, the drive through is busy. The counter is busy. I can't make everything off the same line. I actually need different packaging for my drive through window than I need for, my, for my, my dining customers. And the differentiation of channels started to surface of which you ha the, the, the operators had to find solutions to be able to scale these channels. And eventually what happened was uh, drive through was a different production line than what was the in-store production line. Now we fast forward, and, and of course, drive-through is a major lion's share of the market, and, and uh, an industry is born, and that's how it grows. And now we're seeing the same thing. We're seeing the same thing that's happening again through this idea between omni-channel, everyone's calling it, which is the channels of basically consumers coming through a digital platform, being able to place orders for takeout or for catering. What's the difference between the two? The strategy lays deep inside the differentiation of channels. That's where the magic is. And operators are basically trying to sell existing products across both channels and they're getting confused. 
the customers are confused. The, pa the packaging that goes into these channels are, needs to be different. Everything about it needs to be different. As a matter of fact, the strategy lays deep in the differentiation. So if you can, in fact, create consumer solutions for your takeout business, and you can create consumer solutions for your catering business, and you differentiate them well, then, in fact, your customers will come back and spend more money with you. And that really is where the magic of the strategy, and there's an incredible amount of work that has to be done because the confusion around where takeout begins and ends and where catering begins and ends is there's a lot of confusion. The second piece to that is the method of distribution because both of those channels can be available for pickup or for delivery. But I can tell you delivering an order for $18 up the street on a bicycle is a completely different delivery than putting it into a van for $800 that's got to go five miles away to somebody's house. So there's a lot of thought that has to happen behind the scenes to get operators to understand the subtleties and the mechanisms and the behaviors and investments they have to make into their operations so that they can execute these channels. And so it begins at the strategy. And the saddest thing that I see out there when I'm going to food service operations, especially the largest companies in the world, is that the executive teams are not bought in. They actually underestimate the effort. And so they want to know why I keep putting a sign up in the window and nobody comes or they do come and we mess up the order. And the strategy never gets lift off because they haven't invested properly. Okay. And that's the work that, uh, that we're doing. I know that um, based on my experiences and working with you over the past several years, the ones that have had the most success have pretty much followed something that you developed, and that is the five pillars of successful restaurant catering, takeout, and delivery. So how do you get operators on board with that, knowing that if implemented correctly, it could really positively impact their bottom lines? Yeah, great question. And uh, this is by far the heaviest lifting that we have to do as an industry. And, you know, I have a framework that I've been working on for 20 years. I have an incredible amount of data on these transactions. And we have been able to correlate this data to say, look, if you follow the business framework, the data shows that you're going to get improvements in these areas. And so the, the, building the story where the return on investment is clear for these companies to make a proper investment into their programs is by far the most important piece of the puzzle. And so I go to a lot of organizations where marketing is sponsoring the off-premise, they own it, and it's an operations-based problem. For me, that's a red flag. When I see that marketing owns the off-premise strategy, I tell myself, that's a red flag, that's a problem. This, this is operations that has to buy into it because we have to invest into our kitchens. We have to invest in technology. We have to invest in leadership. We have to invest in sales teams. We have to invest in, in vehicles. We have to know where the third-party relationships are that we can uh, do business with to help us with the execution. This is all tied directly to the menu. It's all directly tied to pricing and costing uh, and, and all of the elements that are required for you to be able to run a profitable, scalable, and reliable operation. And most organizations that I go into underestimate how difficult this is. And, you know, I've been in this industry for the better part of the 20, 25 years of my life, and it never ceases to amaze me at the sea of sameness. Everybody copies each other. It's, it's, a, it's remarkable to me. And even today, people just they don't want to face the reality of how hard this is. So they go with the easy path. So when a third-party marketplace lists my restaurants, 
and they offer me delivery and they make it easy for me, but we're going to take 30% of the transaction, you know, this is concerning because it's easy to do. There's no risk involved. And so what do you do? Restaurants do it. And then they get to the end of the month or they do it for six months and they start screaming, I'm not making money. What do you think? Okay. This is not simple. This is complex. It requires you to be thoughtful and it just requires everyone to slow down long enough to understand the the, the opportunity and, and just what has to happen to leverage it. Yeah. I know our next episode, we have uh, Darren Tristano on who is going to discuss with us some of the consumer shifts driving this. So I'm really looking forward to um, to that episode. Oh, absolutely. Darren is a brilliant man. And uh, we're working on some fantastic uh, uh, studies with Darren that we're facilitating and uh, we have a, an incredible five-year outlook report coming out later on this year as we approach our, uh, our takeout delivery and catering symposium, which is happening June 19th in Denver. And uh, Darren is, is an, an incredible thinker. And uh, not only that, but has uh, the perfect methodology that everyone should slow down and listen to in terms of really gathering the data. And I'm very excited that Darren's uh, agreed to participate in the information he's going to share with us. Yeah, me too. And the symposium is going to be a great event also. We have some good speakers lined up for that. Oh, absolutely. Symposium this year. Uh, we should have uh, hopefully more than 250 operators. We'll have 65 or 70,000 restaurants represented. Uh, we've got supply chain partners. And, we're, of course, we're still building the curriculum. But it's going to be an amazing year this year, which is going to be our, I think, our third or fourth year now. I've, I've lost track. But uh, a lot of learning, a lot of conversation and continuity of everything that's going to be on the show. Okay, great. Well, thank you. So for our audience, every episode of the Takeout Delivery and Catering Show, we will cover strategies and insights that will help you, operators, leverage your brand and make your off-premise initiative smart, discoverable, and profitable. We have partnered with the Foodable Network to continue to break down the barriers and bring you the most in-depth education on the off-premise paradigm shift anywhere out there. So make sure you subscribe. The Takeout Delivery and Catering Show is available wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you, Earl. Thank you.